0: Princess here and welcome to another episode of Buy Pumpkin. Um, It's a pretty special episode. It is the season finale of season four of Buy Pumpkin. We are ending the Girls Next Door stuff. Now next week there will be a bonus episode of Kendra on Top but as I just said that's a bonus episode. It will be available in the main feed but it is a bonus episode. Now before we get started Let's do a little show business. Let's do a little begging. First thing off, I first thing I need to ask you is to become a member of my Patreon. Um, the Patreon uh, is just bonus episodes, either monthly or weekly, depending on which level you choose. That Patreon supports this podcast. It's the reason I get to do this main feed, these main feed episodes. It pays for equipment. It pays for hosting. It pays for the time it takes for me to do this. And it makes space in my life for this. Um, There are a million other things I can be doing right now. I have five fucking kids, a husband, it's a goddamn pandemic, and I have a million projects that I don't necessarily talk about on air that I could be working on, but I I prioritize this because I have a Patreon attached to it. When you support my Patreon um, page, then you are making sure, you're ensuring that I keep doing this podcast over time. So think about it. You can do it at $1 or $5 a month, depending on how many bonus episodes you want. I just did um an, a bonus episode about Charm School, VH1's Charm School with the Flavor of Love Girls. Uh, I feel like I get deep into it, even though it's a silly little show. Um, I do a Princess Diaries episode once or twice a month where I talk about my personal life as a foster and adoptive mother and I also do episodes where I give advice. People who didn't ask me advice. But one of the main draws is that if you are a five dollar member, you get weekly bonus episodes and when I do limited series. So I just uh finished up a true life limited series where we talked about some of my favorite episodes of true life, some of the most interesting ones. And starting next week I believe the $5 Patreon members, we're going to go on this uh, Hogan Knows Best journey, you know? We're going to talk about Terry, that's Hulk. We're going to talk about Nick and Linda and whether or not uh Brooke is part giant. I think she is. <laughs> Spoiler, I think she is. So. Make sure you sign up for the Patreon if you enjoy what I'm giving you on this main feed episode every week, and you want more of it. The Patreon is where you get it from. You can go to Buy Pumpkin er, Not true. You can go to <laughs> Patreon.com backslash Buy Pumpkin and sign up today. Another way you can support me is by leaving a review. Reviews are how other people find this podcast. I know that most of the podcasts you listen to ask you for reviews every episode. There's a reason for that. Reviews matter. So if you haven't left me a review yet, you come here every Sunday to do this, leave me a five-star review. It only takes a minute. in whatever app you're listening to this in, um, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this, leave me a damn review, okay? You tell people why you keep coming back to listen to it. And finally, if you've done all those things what you could do is follow me at Princess on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can also follow me at Podcast on Instagram. And that's it. That's all the begging I'm going to do today. Let's get fucking started. The two episodes we're going to do today, are, like I just said, are the season finales of, um, excuse me, the last two episodes the penultimate episode and the season finale of season one of girls next door. The first episode is called clueless. It aired November 27th, 2005. Um, it starts off with Holly showing well, have showing Holly a car. Um, that he says, he doesn't say what kind of car it is. And I don't know shit about cars. I barely know what kind of car I drive. I just got a new job. And for the parking garage, they needed me to tell them the make and model of my car. And I was like, Let me go check the registration. I don't, I don't know. I don't know guys. (laughs) Um, But this isn't a vintage car, I guess. I mean, it's 2005 and he says it's from his 1959 reinvention into Mr. Playboy. Holly, you are dating a man who was old enough to reinvent himself in 1959. Okay, okay. Holly wants to. <laughs> Holly wants to drive the car, but she doesn't drive stick. Um, and <laughs> basically, so they get down to where they decide she and have to decide that she's gonna drive. But the grounds—he's not a groundskeeper. He's, it says his name is Hank. He, and underneath it says maintenance and grounds. I would assume that he is the head of maintenance and grounds. That's what it sounds like to me. And they decided Hank's going to ride around with her because Hef's bones are made of cheese. That's how old he is. Hef's bones have curdled into cheese, guys. (laughs) If Hef were, if she were to hit a speed bump at the wrong, (laughs) at the wrong speed, Hef would just disintegrate in the passenger side. (laughs) So Hef's like, I'm not getting in there. And he's right because Holly rides around and eventually she sees Bridget and Bridget she gets Bridget in there and they're driving. And Holly eventually kind of like, it's not like, there's a name for it, but I, I can't quite, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue. But basically what she does is she's driving it, but she can't quite get up a little hill. I mean, it's a, re- it's a, a little two-seater stick. And so she scrapes the back as she slides back down the hill. And I mean, I, maybe they added that sound effect. they're they're fond of doing that. You know, when those dogs are jumping all over Kendra, they usually aren't barking out Merry Christmas because that's what it sounds like to me. That's a, it's a sound effect. So that scraping might have been a sound effect, but she did scrape it. Um, just maybe not as badly as they want us to think it is. And so, like Hank has to come out and help and help her like get up the hill and kind of figure it out and they decide to drive into the garage. And then they, through sound effects, again, they try to make us believe that Holly hit something in the garage. Um, There is a voiceover of Holly. You can hear Holly's voice saying, oh, damn, or something like that. But then there's a crash sound effect. I'm like, that is not, she didn't crash into anything. And I also feel like they would've told us what she crashed into if she actually did. So that's the cute little opener they always do. Next thing we see is Kendra saying, today is such a busy day. She sounds like she popped a zanny. She is so monotone um, when she's saying it. And she probably, she probably, I can't imagine that. Like, if Kendra's doing drugs, besides weed, okay? If Kendra's doing drugs at the mansion, I, I remember she's already been through a whole life where she had where not only was she doing drugs, she was addicted to meth and coke and like she, she had a lot going on. But if she is doing drugs, I see Kendra as an upper, not a downer, with the exception of wheat. Cause that's from culture, you know, where her black scent comes from. So <laughs> that's why she smokes wheat. I think that and what she enjoys in drugs is probably uppers. Um I don't see her with a Zanny, I do I mean I see Hollywood one but not her so but she what I think what's actually happening is that they have told her to say this like you know production is asking her questions in front of the camera and that's how they're getting these talking heads but I bet you over and over they have to tell Kendra to speak in complete sentences like she, they're like, what's going on at the mansion on this day? And say it in present and she'll she'll say, Oh yeah, that's when we had the tennis tournament. And they'll say, No. Can you say that again in a full sentence and say it in present tense? Because um, you know, they want to give the impression like anyone who watches reality TV or or knows even a little bit about reality TV knows that th- that they do these throughout the season, like you do two or three and you talk about what happened in the past. But they want it to seem like you're doing them on a day-to-day basis or or very quickly after the events pass. But it may I mean on like something like Drag Race, you do them every evening or maybe every other day. But on something like Girls Next Door, you'd be doing them once a month, maybe during filming, and filming might be four months. So and I said, like, everyone knows or anyone who watches reality TV knows. But, you know, the truth is a lot of people just watch the show. They don't know any of the behind the stuff, scenes stuff. They don't understand that production, really, especially in, like, housewife shows and things like that, they don't understand that production really pushes storylines, that production really puts a dick in the soup. Um, I don't know where I got that from, probably a podcast, but dick in the soup refers to when somebody's making a soup, and puts their dick in it and they ruin it. <laughs> Changes the whole flavor of the soup, guys. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, that's that's like a lot of people just watch the show. And I realized that when I started talking to my mom about Real Housewives of Potanka, Potomac, and um, and like 90 Day Fiance, I didn't realize my mom was watching these shows, like, hardcore, she's also watching Married at First Sight, and it's one of the reasons I've kept up with it this season, like, a lot of times I just fucking let it go, and uh, maybe I, maybe I watched the last few, the episodes, maybe I fucking don't, but my mom, like, wants to talk about it, so, but she is someone who, definitely I'll, I'll say something like, Phaedra's Mr. Chocolate is what well, is Giselle Bryant's ex-husband. And she was like, what? Like she doesn't know all these things. And I forget that, that a lot of people are not on the internet so much that they, that they are absolutely involved in the behind the scenes stuff, you know? I had to tell my mom about Monique's uh, Instagram Live where she explains the root of why she's so mad this season. She did not explain when she found out though, because that's important because she's still, Monique is still, I mean, I'm talking about Real Housewives of Patenka. Monique, if those three women sat around trying to come up with a way that they could tell everyone, that they could get a storyline on the show about how your son is not your husband's because you've been sleeping with a trainer, which is, I think is an under, I think it's a below the belt thing to do. To, to, I mean, all the girls sit around and think of, and, and do shit like that. But I think that when it involved her kid, it was a little too much, I personally. Uh, you know, I don't sit around plotting on people because I'm not on a fucking reality TV show. I don't get those type of checks. And if I did, maybe I would plot on people to keep them. Um, I probably would because they normalize it on the show. But, um, I know that I would not feel comfortable insinuating that Monique's child is not her husband's. Uh, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, and then, so, but Monique found out about it, but she doesn't say when, because she's riding the car with Giselle, and Giselle's probably, supposedly the the main person. And she's mad at Candace, but uh, she's cool with Giselle. So, I don't, she doesn't say when she found out about it. What am I talking about that? Oh, I'm talking about behind the scenes type stuff. Like there's a lot of people who don't know anything about that. And I need to remember that when I'm just like, well, obviously this is fake. Well, not everybody realizes these things are fake. There are people who watch this show and all reality TV shows and goes, yep, that's how it went. <laughs> it went exactly like that. They said exactly those things. Uh-huh. And that person out of the blue came up to him and said, so tell us about your childhood. Like that is exactly how it fucking happened. Um, some people believe that. Okay. But here's what's going on at the house. They're having the tennis tournament for Cedar Sinai, where they raise charity. Apparent, I mean, raise money for charity. Apparently, they raised half a million dollars the year before, so or maybe that year. I just see a clip of half saying that, and I'm like, damn, okay, that's a lot of money. Um, and then later that evening, it's Bridget's birthday party, which is gonna be a 1930s murder mystery party, which sounds like some shit Bridget would love. Is that some shit I would love? No. I spend my birthdays mostly alone. You can't even call me on my birthday. I, I put my phone away. Like it's a time for me to like not have to deal with that shit, not have to deal with this phone and all these things going off on it. And I mean, the reason I I pretty I mean I didn't always have a phone, but I pretty much spend my birth I spent my birthdays alone since I was old enough to say what I wanted to do on my birthday. Um, and it just feels right to me. It. I feel like we come into the world alone. You're going to die alone. Even if you're surrounded by people, you got to take, you got to take that trip alone to the other side. And so I really like to reflect on that day. I like to spend time by myself. I am an introvert regardless of what, I mean, we're all ambiverts. Okay. Ambiverts, ambiverts. We're all everything. Everything's on a scale. No one likes to be alone all the time or likes to be around people all the time. It's all sometimes, rarely, often. It just really depends on what your preferences are. And for me, I am someone who really enjoys alone time and and over the past couple of years, I've gotten less and less and less of it. I used to be alone all the time. My husband worked nights and we kind of crossed like ships in the night. Like we did make time to be with each other, but I went to bed alone every night. I woke up alone most days unless he got off early and just happened to be there. And that was like a really exciting thing for us when i be like, oh my God, you're in the bed with me. Like, uh, I spent all my time alone. Uh, if you go back far on Instagram or Facebook, well, you can't, because I don't have Facebook anymore. Um, I would have like a Friday night craft where I like make shit. I just do some big craft in the house. It was because on Friday nights, I was at the house by myself. I was done. And I could stay up late and I could and I could wake up late on Saturdays and I would just like paint something or do something. Really get into something on Friday nights. But as I started fostering here in Austin and I adopted children and acquired children in different ways, I no longer was able to do those things. I really had to, like I'm almost never alone, especially in this pandemic. It's really wearing on me that I am almost never by myself. Um, and I need it. I really do need it. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about this. Oh, so on my birthdays, the thing I want to do most, especially these days on my birthdays and mother's day. The only thing I really want to do is to be left alone. I do not spend mother's day with my kids. My kids are too small for me to be spending mother's day with them when I'm not and not be mothering them when they're old enough to buy me a mimosa at brunch. I will spend, I will see them on mother's day, but the way it stands now I get up and I leave the fucking house early in the morning. I mean, not during a pandemic, but still I leave the house early in the morning. This is my birthday routine too. I leave the house early in the morning I just do shit by myself. I go eat at my favorite restaurant, which is Chewy's. (laughs) Sorry, it's a chain as well, but I love fucking Chewy's. And I, I love to go to Chewy's and I eat by myself there. And sometimes I go to Target or I go to a museum or I go to the library and I just really just drive around and do my own fucking thing. Nobody calls me. I don't see anybody. I might see a movie by myself. I might go to the mall and go to Auntie Annie's. Is it Auntie Annie's or Auntie Ann's? I don't know. I just enjoy the pretzels, and uh, I don't know. I could do. I could be doing. I may go shopping. I don't fucking know. Whatever the fuck I want to do, and then I show up back at my house around dinner time to be celebrated and then eat cake. That's what I do on Mother's Day and my birthday and I enjoy it. So like, it's the fucking best. So the idea of me planning a 1930s murder mystery. Like, it would be hard for me to stay at the mansion to begin with because there's something happening every fucking day. Like, (laughs) there's always something. And you're like, shit, I'm tired. What do you mean we gotta do the bunny hop for charity? (laughs) What are you talking about? What do you mean it's the April Fool's Day Parade? What? What is that? There's an Arbor Day mask ball. What? Like, that's what I'd be saying. I'd be like, didn't we just do some yesterday? Isn't really a ton of people here all the time? It would be too much. <laughs> but for Bridget, who is somebody who, what do we know about Bridget? Bridget loves scary things. Bridget loves Halloween. Bridget loves gore. Bridget loves dressing up. And Bridget loves a big to-do, okay? So this sounds like the perfect birthday for Bridget. But it also sounds like she planned it, (laughs) which is annoying to me, right? They reuse one of Holly's uh, talking heads, but they just do it as a voiceover this time, where they say that each girl's birthday is important because she when she was talking about this, she was talking about Kendra. Each girl's birthday is important. Half likes to have a cake. Half likes to do something a little to do for them. It's important. And when she said it, they were, they were taught when she said the first time they showed us her running around getting shit for Kendra's birthday. And when she said the second time they show us Bridget running around getting shit for her own birthday, it's, I mean, it's kind of sad. I hope that Bridget's, husband like if there's going to be a murder mystery on Bridget's birthday, Bridget's husband plans it and doesn't make Bridget do it. Um, so Kendra plays in the tournament. She won last year and the way the tournament's set up, which is, I think a lot of charity tournament, a lot of charity tournaments are, are, um, made is that you, that amateurs are paired with a pro and they have a game against another amateur and pro. Um, which makes sense because you want it to be fun. You want to see these, the amateurs are usually people of note, like celebrities or whatever. Um, And you want to see them doing the stuff, but you also want to actually see a little bit of a game. Um, And this year, you know, Kendra is playing against destiny, you know, her black sister and, I mean, let me, that's not fair. Destiny doesn't have a black scent. They just like to wear their hats to the side and twerk to rap music, I guess. Um, so Bridget, I'm not Bridget, Kendra is playing against her and they each have a Jensen brother. I don't know who the Jensen brothers are because I don't know shit about sports. I don't know nothing. Um, I come from a big sports family. My brother played professional um, football, my other brother played so played well enough in college, in high school that he got recruited for college, like they're, they're athletes my parents are big, big football fans, they get into arguments about it, my mother adores the Cowboys like really fucking loves the Cowboys my father is a 49ers fan uh, it, 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 my mother adjusts her church schedule during football season, it's very important I don't I I don't care about none of that. (laughs) The only sport I watch is uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. That's the only sport I care about. I remember, and, like, my mom has football parties and Super Bowl parties and, like, football season is very, very important to her. And, like, even now, if I called her... I, is it football season? No, it's not football season. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know what football season even is. But even when I would call her, like, now, if it was football season, she'd be like, girl, I, I can't talk. You know the game is on. You know the game is on. I'd be like, mm, no, I didn't know a game was on. When do games go off? Why are games on all fucking day? Like, don't y'all get tired? Don't y'all get tired of looking at this shit? I... <laughs> years and years ago I was at my mom's house during football season my cousin was over my cousin's a Cowboys fan and so was my brother and then another brother is a Redskins fan oh it's not the Redskins anymore thank god it's the Washington team I did see that thank god Twitter but are there gonna be something else are they shouldn't they be the Red Wings or something I don't know somebody I, I'm literally talking about shit I don't know anything about but <laughs> I remember, I don't know why I was sitting there because normally when the shit starts, I'm like, oh, let me go watch the Golden Girls or something. <laughs> but I was like in the room for the start of a football game and they just go running down the field together. And <laughs> and, it, and then somebody kicks a ball and they just go, <laughs> and I was like, is this how this shit starts? They just run down there like, Hmm. Looks a little like a ballet. It Looks like um, West Side Story. It looks, it looks like choreographed. This is this is interesting. <laughs> so all I have to say, I don't know shit about shit when it comes to sports. I don't know who the Jensen brothers are. I don't. I don't care to look it up either. They seem to be some brothers who play tennis. <laughs> from contextual clues um <laughs> Kendra the thing that is important about the two is that Kendra thinks they're hot and she says so and she talks about how hot they are and then when they're asking her about tennis people she knows because Kendra doesn't so Kendra's sports when she was growing obviously Kendra's a sporty girl but when Kendra sports when she was growing up were soccer and softball okay and softball continues, like I think Kendra plays in an adult softball league like She, that, those are, those are her, those are her sports. Tennis wasn't one of them. And think about Kendra kind of grew up in the ghetto and the suburbs of San Diego. So, um, think about how much tennis she was playing, but now she has a coach and, you know, she loves anything sports wise. And the, one of the Jensen brothers is asking her like who her favorite, uh, tennis people are like just questions. And, Kendra is just literally saying the names of people. She's like, she's hot. He's hot. Like Kendra is one of the few people, one of the, not few people, of the three girls, Kendra is the rare one that talks about the hotness of other people. And because she does openly to the camera to ever talk about how hot people are, it brings attention to the fact that she and Hef are are mismatched because she is talking about people that she conceivably have sex with. You know what I'm saying? Like people that, oh, that makes sense. Oh, you think Maria shop, shop, poo, 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 poo is, is hot? Yeah, that makes sense that you think that. Um, it's interesting that you didn't bring up Serena or Venus. I don't know about sports, but I know Maria was doping. And I know... <laughs> You know I don't I don't I don't know anything about sports, but I love a good scandal. I love a good scandal. By the way, I listen to something called Sports Criminals. It's a podcast podcast, um, and those podcast podcasts about true crime are are like the equivalent of watching the Discovery Channel, Discovery ID. Like the even the the voiceover, the host, like it's it's like if you fell asleep to Discovery ID, this is what you would hear. And so personally, I like it. Um, And sports criminals is really good because like for me, I don't know who these people are. And I love a good true crime. But, you know, I like white collar crime. I like I like when first of all, white collar crime is usually solved by the time they do their true crime stuff on it, because nobody It's never like. $80,000 $80,000 was stolen from the widow and, Widows and Children Fund and no one knows who does it. They usually find out who did it. It's not like a lot of murder stuff where they're just like, you 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 listen to fucking 20 episodes and then they're like, we don't know what happened. You're like, what? <laughs> what the fuck did you let me do 20 episodes for if the end was? And that's all, folks. <laughs> so, But uh, with white collar crime, they're usually not that way. And I just really enjoy hearing about crimes committed out of greed, you know, because you wanted to buy a do, because <laughs> because you want enough money so hot chicks would, would, like, date you. Like, that's what I'm looking for. And I don't ever feel bad about anybody in it. Like, stuff with murders and um, more base crimes is, one, scary because it talks about the human condition, you know. And, you know, like, trying to figure out why... Uh, the Golden State Killer did it is, is it takes me to dark places. I know why Bernie Madoff did it. You know what I mean? I like that. And so sports criminals is pretty good because a lot of it's white collar crime. A lot of it's cheating. A lot of it's, I mean, uh, what's that one where the guy, he's a football player. Um, did he play for New York? I don't know. He played for some places. A big black guy. <laughs> yeah, that sports guy, big black guy. <laughs> you know I'm <laughs> All of them. And so, but um, he was caught with an underage sex worker. And this is like years after he was also caught like doing drugs and, and gambling. I forget his name. That one was super interesting because I didn't know all the details about that. There was one about Pete Rose who I didn't even know who the fuck that was. You know, all I knew about Pete Rose is that Liz Lemon on 30 Rock had the same haircut as he did when she was a kid. That's it. That's all I know. I had no fucking idea. I, there was like three parts on um, Pete Rose, and I was like, damn, damn. Every time they said something, I was like, what? That happened? This happened? They let him do that? What? So, no, it's all really good shit. It really is. It's all really good shit. It's called Sports Criminals, okay? And for someone who doesn't know about sports, all the shit is new that... I don't remember anybody's name, but there was a one about a hockey player who got, like, in this relationship, this, like, Svengali relationship with a coach. And they talked about how the way – it was a lot of good information about how hockey leagues work, youth hockey leagues work in Canada. And then when he got to the NHL, apparently they had some beef. And, like, he – this dude – like, encouraged or kind of, like, initiated this guy's, like, leaving, like, separating from his parents and stuff at a young age, like, abuse of a younger brother, all kinds of shit, and then when it get to the NHL, the hockey dude takes out a hit on the, like, it was crazy, I never saw it coming, because I don't know shit about sports, and so when they're telling me stuff like, this is how youth hockey works in Canada, I was like, damn, such good information. Anyway, I've talked too long about this. Why am I talking about that? Oh, I was saying how I noticed that Serena was not mentioned in Kendra's hot tennis players. And I guess uh, maybe Kendra wants to have sex with black dudes but not black women. So, <laughs> anyway, the tournament isn't anything serious at all. Um, the They definitely aren't like enforcing rules and stuff the Jensen brothers are hitting it to each other and not to and not to Kendra or Destiny at one point one of them just steps over the fucking net and is on the other side and shit you know they're just they're just giving a show um you know Kendra was like wins because she's playing against Destiny I mean the brothers are I would say similar talents maybe and um destiny doesn't even fucking care like destiny the ball's coming towards destiny and destiny's like don't hit the ball to me and just doesn't even hit it she doesn't even care and Kendra is super competitive um she's super excited and she's she says she likes to show off in front of half everyone wants it everyone wants his attention according to her and she gets it and she's very proud of herself for that So that's all we talk about with the tournament. Now it's Bridget's birthday. Like I said, it's a thirties mystery murder mystery party. And it's one of those places that like you call up like, and they bring the party to you. And like, they have the, they have actresses and whatnot and, um, actors and actresses, excuse me. And they get the script and they kind of guide you through it. um, Obviously, as we've talked about a million times, Holly and Bridget love to dress up. They love to. Holly is Holly Harlow. Um, So she's dressed in a Jean Harlow type um, outfit. Um, Bridget is dressed in a beautiful red gown that's like huge. Um, She looks great. Um, Kendra is a flapper and she doesn't even know what a flapper is. (laughs) She hates dressing up. She's just like, they they, you see a lot of her like struggling with the clothes and everything. Um, so it's about 25 people at this party and the guests are Bridget's guests are these, her mom, her sister, her best friend from high school. Everyone else are playmates, which Bridget might consider to be her friends. Remember she's not allowed to have any other friends, but still everyone else are playmates, regular uh, playboy guests, Hef's brother and Hef's friends, which does not sound like a motherfucking party to me. (laughs) Well, excuse me. It sounds like a party for Hef to me. So, like, it's just really sad about shit. Like, like, I know this is small stuff, and there are people that are listening to this that are like, I don't see what your problem is. She gets to live in a mansion. She She gets to be on TV. She gets to be kept by a rich man. And the fact that she can't be gone past 9 p.m. and she has to throw a birthday party for herself and invite all of his friends. Like, yeah, maybe that is a good trade-off. I'm just saying it's a sad trade-off. I'm not saying it's not worth it. Um, If I didn't have any money, like guys, when I used to work at IHOP when I was like incredibly poor, this is when I was in Baton Rouge because I just got out of LSU. And, um, I used to have to wait for a bus to get to, to get to my IHOP job. And I'm sitting out there at the bus stop in my IHOP uniform. The, it was a, it's a, a dress shirt, a tie, um, an apron and like dress pants. Okay. By the way, I used to have to staple my dress pants because I split them somehow, like on the leg and I didn't know how to sew or excuse me. The sewing I was doing was like not holding it and I could not afford new pants. So I just would staple them every time I went to work. And, um, so I'm sitting out there waiting for the bus in front of a motel I'm living in because I've just been evicted from my apartment because the man I was living with at the time was stealing my money To, um, I guess, buy drugs. I mean, later, I he did admit this is late, much later after after we'd broken up that he would he'd gotten into drugs and I just didn't know about it. Um, and so I gotten evicted. Um, and so I, I'm I'm like in front of a motel I now live in, and I'm taking the bus to um, IHOP. And a man drives up and assumes I'm a prostitute. By the way, this is not the last time someone thought I was a prostitute. Someone else also thought I was a prostitute once when I was walking a dog, which I think is an excellent way to avoid getting arrested by the cops. I mean, you got a dog. You're like, I'm walking it. Anyway, um, <laughs> he assumed I was a prostitute in my IHOP uniform. I don't know how I'm standing on the street, but I, I invite people to think I'm a sex worker. So he he offers me money to go with him and the pro and it wasn't enough money but if it had just been I think it was like 20 dollars or something I don't know it was it was not enough money like if he had made it 50 I might have went like that's how fucking poor I was so like me sitting like I don't want you guys to ever think I think I'm better than Kendra Holly and Bridget I don't think I'm better than them and I've said numerous times that it would not have been hard for half to get me. the The butler service would have been enough, to be honest. If he would have had me, the butler service would have been enough, um, and I wouldn't have had to be that drunk to do it. To be honest, I I definitely could have. I I probably would have had a drink, and I def, I definitely could have psyched myself into like, All right, just go in there, keep your head down, don't make eye contact, just hop on it three times and then get like I can see myself being like you are a poor bitch you want to keep living in this room you do what you got to do like I can see myself hyping myself up for it. I absolutely can so I don't think I'm better than them but I am saying that regardless of if it's worth it in the end if you can't see me but I'm doing the scales right <laughs> if if it's worth that the fact is, it's still a sad thing. It just is. Um, you know, Bridget is getting, because it's her birthday, she's getting a lot of, like, FaceTime with Half, and he's running over to say how beautiful she looks. The uh, I would say that when watching this show, I see Hef interacting with Kendra and Holly the most, not Bridget. This is one of the most I've seen him interacting. By the way, Hef is wearing an absolute porn stash that Holly says he used... To her mascara to make, and she thinks he looks like Clark Gable. I think he looks like a child molester. He also is a child molester, so it fits. Uh, let's see. So they're looking for clues. You know, it's a part of the thing they're doing—the murder mystery. They're looking for clues. Um, they're doing a lot of running. People are in heels. Kendra can't keep her clothes on to save her life. Again, Kendra is very, very competitive. Kendra does not give a fuck about this party. But the fact is that they have moved them, the fact that they have divided them into groups and kind of pitted them against each other has activated Kendra's competitive side. So Kendra is running around looking for clues. Her clothes are not staying on. Her dress is rising up on her butt. Her boobs are falling out. And she's just running, her shoes are off. She's running through the place. It's, I mean, they use their blur budget right here. They use their blur budget. Um, but like Holly said, the DVDs and overseas and stuff, like Kendra's is out there. <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't care. Uh, oh, sorry. So Kendra is trying to cheat by asking the butlers, um... This is the second time we see the butler, Brian, in this episode. And almost any time I see Kendra talking to a butler, it is Brian. And so she's she attacks Brian and, and a couple of other butlers to try to get the answer. And they say, it's Archie. Archie is a dog. But Kendra believes them. So Kendra goes back to the table and is like, I got the answers. I got the answers. She's whispering to Mary. Mary and the captain I guess that's her husband's name is the captain <laughs> on brand for Mary. And she's like, it's Archie. And Mary's like, mm, the dog. She tells, so each group has one actor on their team um, who kind of like helps push the thing. And she tells the actor on their team, she's like, I fi- I figured it out. I-, I know which one it is. It's Archie. And he goes, <laughs> Wouldn't that be crazy for a dog to stand up on its hind legs and stab someone? <laughs> and Kendra's just looking at him. She's laughing a little bit. And then her face kind of changes. Because she's told several people that it's Archie. And every person has been like the dog. And that's when she's like, oh, I don't buy it. because, And she gets really mad and decides to just eat and to stop playing. Because for a while, Kendra thought it was the fucking dog. Kendra is stupid. I, 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 she's either stupid or drunk. Either one. But, like, I do believe that Kendra is not a complete idiot. I believe that. I just also think that, as she described, she barely spent any time in school. And sometimes critical thinking is not on the top of her list. That's it. <laughs> um... In the end, they pull Bridget into the um, story and she ends up being the killer, obviously, on her birthday. And she gets to shoot a fake gun and she gets to make up a reason why she's shooting the woman. She's like, you talk shit about Gizzy. And, (laughs) And that's it. And, you know, she's really, really fucking happy. Off-camera, I guess, I mean, this is what Bridget said, Hef told her that she looked amazing that night. She looked so neat and, he, and that, that party was out of was so, like, out of the box and everything. And she really enjoyed that validation and to know that he's been to so many parties, but he really enjoyed her. You know, whatever little crumbs we can get. Um, I have a friend who's in therapy right now. The therapist has been telling her... Um, one of the things that keep going over is that she will take a crumb from anyone and make a meal out of it. And maybe the meals are good, but she really deserves more than crumbs. And I kept thinking about that watching Bridget is that she really will take any little smidgen of a crumb and be like, look, he loves me. (laughs) Okay. Afterwards, they all have cake. The cake has Hef and uh, Bridget on there. At least that's what they told us. Holly drew it. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying, I'm saying for what that cake probably cost, they could have got a better, <laughs> they could have got a better like decoration on it. But you know, Holly did it and, and Ken, and not Kendra Bridget was so, so like, oh my God, I can't believe you did this. She's crying. She can't even take pictures. She's crying that hard. I did notice that they all changed it to their comfy clothes to have the cake. Everyone's back in like sweats and whatnot. And maybe they watched a movie or whatever. And that was the end. And Bridget was so fucking happy. So the next episode is it's Vegas, baby. They go back to Vegas. It aired December 4th, 2005. And it starts with Kendra washing her car. Kendra's washing her car. She's talking about, you know, how much Kendra we're getting it's toward the end of the series and they have figured out that Kendra is the most relatable of the girls. Um, but Kendra's talking about how she can't, she can't imagine paying for a car wash when she can do it for free. I believe that's true. Kendra grew up very poor. She, and she grew up very much understanding what money cost. Um, she grew up, uh, poor and prideful. That's another thing. Not wanting to ask people for money. Um, And she and I had similar upbringings. um, And I too have a hard time paying for something that I could do myself. Um, That's why I can never hire like a housekeeper or a maid service to come once a week or something like that. Where like if I were talking to someone else, I'd be like, yeah, outsource shit like that if you can afford to. So you can focus on the things you need to. But for myself, I'd be like, oh no, 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 no. Why would I pay someone to do, to mop when I can mop it for free? Or we're actually thinking about getting someone to do our lawn work, like just pay a monthly a person monthly to make sure it's cut and make sure it's edged and make sure the flowers are watered and flip the flowers every, um, every two seasons or whatever. And the thing that's keeping us from doing it is me because I'm like, no. <laughs> We own a lawnmower. Like, why would we pay someone to come and do this when we could just mow the lawn? It's very hard for me to think that way. And it's because of the way money is, it's the way I interacted with money growing up. And Kendra has a similar upbringing. I believe her when she says that. She also says that like, it's super hot to see a woman. wash a car and that sounds like Kendra and that's not something I would say uh she you know she's twerking she's wiping the wiping the car with her butt and shit I mean whatever Kendra (laughs) it's when Brian comes back out Brian the butler who I always see talking to Kendra and she he says you know when you're done with that wash mine and, you know, it's a moment. It's a cute moment in the opening scene that they always have to do. Here's the thing. I'm about to not make it cute. I think Brian and Kendra made out at least once, late night, in the butler's pantry. And I believe that because she is always talking to Brian. When Brian was there the night of the murder mystery, Brian was there that morning for the tennis tournament. At least that's what they, they want us to believe. Am I supposed to believe Brian works 12 to 18 hours a day? Is crazy, like she is always talking to Brian. And so, like I said, I'm a writer, I make things up. I would love, I can just imagine you know, it's late at night, have been asleep for 13 hours, <laughs> it's 1 a.m., <laughs> have been asleep since noon. <laughs> Holly's trapped underneath him because she's not allowed to move or she gets beaten. Bridget is somewhere studying or petting a cat and Kendra is down in the butler's pantry and Brian's down there and he's like, what can I make you? And She's like a grilled cheese sandwich with bacon and avocado. I mean, that's what I want right now <laughs> with Munster and cheddar cheese. Um, <laughs> and so and whatever. So Kendra's ordering what I want to eat right now. And then she's like, he's like, um, we're out of Munster. Do you want me to go to the 24 hour market to get it for you? And she's like, actually, I'm not in the mood for Munster. And then she kisses him and they make out all hardcore in the butler's pantry. It's <laughs> all another butler walks in and they, they break apart really quickly. And Kendra's like, Oh, I'm not hungry after all. And runs upstairs and they never talk about it again. And Kendra never talks about it again because she feels, she feels very guilty for cheating on her grandpa, daddy, boyfriend. When he's done everything and put food in her mouth. Yeah, that's what I decided to happen. Anyway. <laughs> uh, this um this episode is about them going to Vegas because they are opening a Playboy club and casino. Casino, excuse me. I almost said casino. Casino in the second tower of the Palms. And, you know, this is the first time a club has opened up since the 80s because the clubs have been gone since the 80s. And so they're really excited about it. This is an appearance for Hef. That's one of the reasons he's going. Um, I guess they flew. I mean, they don't really show us how they got there, but I think they flew and didn't have to fly Southwest. Um, so they, when they get there, they take a picture in front of the sign welcoming Roberto Cavalli and Hugh Hefner. Uh, Roberto Cavalli is designing the new club, uh, the new bunny suits. So the two of them are gonna are gonna be at the club that night. Um, one thing to remember, Kendra says it should say, uh, "Welcome Bridget, Holly, and Kendra." And she's right; it should because at this point, they are really getting some like some definitely like, some some shine here. And um, remember, Kendra's the one who went to the to the meeting and was like, "We should be getting paid." Kendra's the one that is worried about signing the contract because she is someone that has to take care of herself. And you think about that, how she's been on her own essentially since she was 15 years old. She really left home when she was 15 and just slept in different places and, and updating dudes and selling drugs and on this couch and in that apartment with this older dude, she, you know, she really definitely was been on her own. She's a scrappy girl. She is somebody who is from the streets. Okay. And so she's got her eye on the prize in a certain way. And whereas Holly and Bridget to an extent are people who are taken care of. Holly can go home to her parents. Bridget can definitely go home to her family and work it out. And I don't know that Kendra can, but when Kendra says little things like this, this is Kendra letting us know that she knows their big fucking deal. She can see what's going on around her. Um, I will say there's a continuity era in this because when they get out of the limo to arrive at the palms, um, Kendra is wearing, I mean, Holly is wearing white pants and they're kind of big on her. Uh, uh, not that they're, like, huge or anything. They might they might be the cut of them, but they're big for what she normally wears. And I noticed that. But then when they go take the picture, she's in a different outfit. And then when they go to walk through the palms, um, to get to the... They're staying in the Playboy suite, obviously. To walk through the palms, and people are, like, taking pictures of them and everything. She's back in that outfit. Um, it's Some really sloppy fucking editing on the show. So they, like I said, they're, they're staying in that suite. We did a flashback for when they were like doing girls gone wild in there. The first, the second episode, third episode, it's one of the first episodes. And you know, they change into dinner. It's a lot of drama. People can't find their shoes. There are a lot of women in that suite. Um, it is, (laughs) it reminds me of the few weddings I've been a part of where there were like, 50, not 50, there were just a, a large group of women getting dressed in one place. That's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of backstage at a fashion show. It reminds me of shit like that. Um, So they can't find shoes. Some people are, are changing, some people aren't. And when they finally get ready, they end up going to a seafood restaurant. Kendra hates seafood. She says she hates seafood, but she wants to taste calamari because... She likes, what? why wouldn't you like black balls? Again, Kendra is allowed to say stuff like this and every time she expresses an attraction to someone, it is someone that is the complete opposite of Hugh Hefner. It is so strange how much she undermines the belief that she might be attracted to this man in her confessionals. Um, at the restaurant... Kendra says, leans over to, I mean, she's, she's sitting, she, it, it, for what I remember, Kendra's sitting, they're like at a round booth or something like that. Kendra's sitting next to half and half has Holly on the other side. And she's saying to half, I have a really good idea. And half looks directly at the camera and goes, "Here it he is, folks. Her good idea. I fucking hated that. I hate the way he talks to Kendra. Like earlier, you remember in earlier episodes where he was like, he was, he was calling her and Destiny dumb and dumber. So here's the thing. That relationship is gross regardless. Kendra's 20. He should be about 80. He's about 60 years older than Kendra. Okay. Yeah. He's about 60 years older than Kendra. If he was looking at her like, oh my God, you're a goddess. I'm so in love with you. I'm so lucky to be with you. It would still be gross. But at least he would be fawning over her. Instead, when she says things like, I have a good idea, he looks into the camera and is like, here's our idea. Like, this is a dumb bitch. That's the way he talks to her. And it is a sliver of the way of his attitude towards Kendra. And I can see that given the right circumstances and the cameras not being there, I can see he can be a harsh fucking dude. I can see that he can cut you down. I can see he's been, remember when VH1 had that show by the guy who wrote that book about how to neg women into wanting you? What's it called? Like, it's not the rules, that's for women. It's, it's called something else. You guys are screaming it into that it looks it sounds like he's been reading that book and so it. i hate it <laughs> i fucking hate it um and she's just giggling at him and i was like no kendra he's fucking making fun of you right now because he he doesn't understand how you got an idea And yeah, it's one thing for us all to think you're kind of stupid or acting stupid or playing stupid or whatever. But it's another thing for a dude that you claim to be in love with in an intense relationship with, so intense that the three, that you, you guys need three people to handle all the passion and intensity of this relationship. (laughs) And he's acting as if you are some idiot that he has to babysit. Gross. Um, Anyway, Kendra's idea is that they all get married at the Little White Chapel. Um, Which, you know, is famous, and everyone does it in in Vegas. And Hef says, oh, that's sweet. And Holly leans over and goes, Hef's not divorced yet. (laughs) Like that. And Hef says, that makes it all the more delicious and dangerous. Um, And then that's when Kendra says, I have another idea. And Hef goes, another idea? Like... What? You got two ideas? Like he's talking to her like she's 3 years old. It is gross. And she says that it's like publicity. Like you should they should all go just go there for publicity. And I mean, do I think either any of these ideas are good? No. I don't think these ideas are good. But I don't if you are with someone who you who is dumb, I don't think you you don't get extra points from me for for dunking on them. What you get from me is the question is why are you with someone who you think is dumb? Like, if everything she says is dumb, then who's the asshole here for uh moving them into her moving her into their rented mansion and putting her on a TV show? You. You're the asshole, Hef. Anyway, um, Hef does explain to her that, like, he's like, oh, that's really cute, but what are we going to do when we get arrested? Um, He's talking about polygamy, the fact that he's, like, he's only separated from Kimberly. He is not divorced. He didn't divorce Kimberly until, that's his his, uh, second wife, he didn't divorce Kimberly until his kids were, like, 18, which is one of those things, like I said, he is such an odd man when it comes to certain things. Like, it is totally possible for you to have all these women and you running around and essentially letting everyone know you have sex with them, um, out here passing out Quaaludes like their are Tic Tacs, uh, on TV with this shit, and but oh, you don't want them to get divorced until the kids are 18. Now, is that because you don't want to have to pay her child support? I mean, I'm assuming that Kimberly is not working down at the Winn-Dixie, okay? I'm assuming that this is because Kendra, I mean, Kimberly, like you are supporting them anyway. What, what, I don't, I don't get it. I know, I don't fucking get it. Um, you know, half does mention Utah and how they tried it over there and it got busted up all marrying a whole bunch of people. And I'm like, okay, they have, I don't think you get to talk about that. I don't think you get, I don't think you're much better. Yeah, I am I'm, a, I, I know none of these girls are 14, but he has had sex with underage women. He has uh profited from sex tapes and the um the pimping of underage girls. I, and and there are people who'll be like, well, 17. You know, it's still underage. There's a line. There has to be a line somewhere that there's the line right there. Um, yeah, dude. Like you know, guys, I do not like Hugh Hefner. You guys know that. Yeah, I've been talking about it the whole time. Basically, I've been dragging him the entire this entire fucking season. But this is one of the worst. I was like, this is so, like, this is why, this puts a pin on why I fucking hate you. Um, they go and play blackjack in the casino. Um, Holly doesn't want to because she doesn't want to gamble. I wonder if she changed her mind. I can't remember whether she was gambling and when she was doing her Vegas reg- residency. It wasn't a residency. She was doing a show there. Um Bridget tries to play and some mishap happens and she's unhappy, but she does end up winning some money. Uh at the casino, they notice that George Maloof is having is having a uh party and it's um he's happening in a room that's called the hardwood room or something and it's basically a room with like a bed and a half court basketball court um you know it's a novelty room you know and they are uh you know everyone so it's a big party and everyone's doing free throws here's the problem everyone's doing free throws everyone's getting hit by balls like, you see women get hit, in, women in, like, slutty Vegas wear, you know? Like, I'm going out in the town, it's 2005, um, let my tits be my guide, <laughs> where I don't mean slutty in a bad way. I'm, I'm trying to, like, give you guys, like... Some imagery of it. I want you to know what it looks like. Uh, Nobody's dressed like Little House on a fucking prairie. No one's, I mean, literally let my tits be my guide. (laughs) And getting hit in the head with basketballs. It looks dangerous. It's crowded. People are throwing the balls. Now, Holly's throwing the balls from the side. And half hates it. (laughs) Half hates it does not like to lose. He don't like to be seen losing. Hef is very competitive just like Kendra. And just like when they were bowling, Hef has a lot of opinions and his Swiss cheese bones still won't let him bowl. He's telling her where to be and to to move. And she doesn't want to move. She wants to be where she is and she's not making any baskets. And Holly recognizes that it probably embarrasses Hef. So here's the deal. Kendra is actually doing free throws and is making the baskets. Um, and people are really impressed with her and they're like, Ooh, and, and Hef notices that and notices the, the, the shine she's getting from everybody. And it's like, Oh my God, look at him, Kendra, Kendra's making all these baskets. Like he was just like, he was giddy about it. And you can tell that Holly is feeling off. Bridge is not even trying, but you can tell that Holly's like upset or feeling slighted and she just lays down on like a bed or wherever they're sitting at. And she says it's because she's so tired and, and half it's like, you want to go back to the room? So, I mean, I don't know what night it is. So I don't know that they're going to have sex because they only have sex on certain nights, but, uh, he takes Holly back to go to sleep. But, See a way that he that he plays people off of each other. You see what I'm talking about? And that was very subtle. Think about also like how much he probably over compliments Holly when it's, I mean, Kendra when he's mad at Holly, or maybe he spends a lot of time with Bridget when he's mad at the other two. Much like Cody from Sister Wives, he absolutely, he cannot allow them to all... Be in harmony and balance. He has to throw a wrench in it at all fucking times, because this relationship only works if he is playing them off each other. If they all get together, like Holly has said, one night Hef wanted to go out, and this is when he had seven girlfriends. They all decided they didn't want to go out, and they told him they weren't going to go out, and they'll try next. They'll try on Friday or whatever the next day was, and it was one of the last times Hef allowed everyone to be friendly you have to you have to stoke the fires of jealousy because if not they will eventually turn against you it's more of them than you same thing with the kids in the house there's more they don't know it but they have more power if they work together and right now they're not working together and I hope it stays that way anyway when, before he leaves hef leans over to bridget and says you two can stay out as long as you like <laughs> like oh my kids birthdays are on Halloween this year and I say everyone can stay up as, until they fall asleep what a gift he gave them and they're like thanks grandpa daddy boyfriend and uh, Kendra stayed up till 5am <laughs> Kendra was here for it <laughs> Um. so the next day they go see Hef's Wax statue at Madame Tussaud's um, Tussauds, I, I feel like I'm getting the mixed up. I think there are, like, two major wax museum brands, and I'm getting them mixed up. But, um, as they're walking in to go to, to see his uh, wax museum, wax uh, statue, someone yells, You the man! to half as he walks in. And I'm like, men are easily impressed. <laughs> they are. And so, uh, Kendra inside pretends to be a wax figurine um she's very impressed with elvis and grabs his dick there's no dick there but still um bridget loves george clooney and she puts on her dress a wedding dress that's there and look i guess lots of people put on these wedding dresses to pretend to be getting married to george clooney in this in this place they have like a variety of dresses i don't understand everything in the world Kendra's looking for Johnny Depp. Again, Kendra is. <laughs> Kendra is not attracted to to Hugh Hefner. Um Hef's figurine is figure is made of silicone, not wax. And I guess maybe all of them are really made of silicone. I don't see why just his would be. And his is laying on the round bed and it's and it's interactive. So it says, Haven't I seen you before at the Playboy Mansion? What brings you here to Vegas? Like shit like that. And it does sound like him. I don't know if he like did voiceover for it or what, but they all get on the bed and take a picture with it. And then they go shopping at the Playboy Playboy store, which I didn't know existed. I didn't know Playboy stores existed, but they went. And they didn't have to pay for anything. Right. And Kendra's the first one to realize this and she takes advantage. Again, like I said, Kendra is a hustler. Okay. She's she's always looking to make money. She's always wants money. And she and Like, this is not just me saying this. Kendra said this in her book. Holly talks about it how she is someone who would be like, I need a car. I need the big room. I need, like, I think Kendra's a girl that's used to having to, like, you know, she's got to hold her hand out. And closed mouths and closed legs don't get fit. And I think Kendra knows that more than anybody. So while other people are just kind of looking, Kendra's like actually shopping. She needs a cart. <laughs> she's running around. She's like, this one, that one. Ken- Bridget, you're not going to get this? Bridge, you're not going to get that? <laughs> um, She wears stuff out of the fucking store. <laughs> you know what she looks like? She looks like she's on... It felt like she was on Supermarket Sweep. You guys remember that show? I think they, re- I think they brought it back on Netflix. I should watch it. It makes me sad because... Um, I had an aunt who died recently and who I wasn't very close with because she had a drug problem and I wasn't that close with her from the time I was like 12 on, you know, I had my own shit, I was 12, I had my own like whole world going on and also she kind of, uh, she got into drugs and she abandoned her children and like all kinds of shit happened but when I was little, I used to go to her house all the time. She had four sons and she would always tell me that was too much dick in the house and she was one of the few places I would spend the night because I never wanted to be apart from my mom. Not that me and my mom got along so, so great when I was like seven, six, eight, or whatever. We didn't, but I just, she was my anchor. And if my mom was not there, I didn't want to be there. And I never, like, I never made it spending the night anywhere. I just didn't, I I I couldn't do it. Um, I always People would try to get me to spend the night, relatives, friends, the Girl Scouts. They would try to get me to sleep somewhere else and I would do my very fucking best. But by the time it was time to go to sleep, I was in tears and you had to take me home. I could not stay away a night somewhere. But that my, that aunt's house was one of the few places I could do it. And so, you know, I stayed with my aunt and a lot of times in the summer and she was like an hour and a half where my parents were living the time and we would watch supermarket sweep together we would do things like or in shop to you drop we would watch both of those things together and it's it's a very it's a very strong memory being with her being around her um, she would make me beanie weenies which um, not out of the can which is I guess what people think of but like she would, she, so Beanie Weenies comes in a can. It's cut up hot dogs and baked beans. But my aunt would make baked beans and then she would fry and then cut up hot dogs and put it in there. She'd chop onions. She, I mean, it was a fucking, it's like my husband makes ramen. My husband makes ramen is like three or four steps. It's not just put it in a microwave and it tastes really fucking good. And those Beanie Weenies like, so she recently died and within a month, my mom lost two sisters. Um, it's it's actually last year at this point. And um, it was really hard for me. Like, I was having all these memories about her. I was having all these cravings for beanie weenies. Uh, and I got along a lot with her because she really wanted a girl and she never had one. And so she just, she I was the closest to her having a daughter. And it was definitely um, someone that, like, I really valued our time at her at her house and I really valued spending with her and she would like cut off little pieces of blocks of cheddar cheese to give to me while she was cooking she had the tiniest fucking house and it just was like I don't know I have very strong memories of her and whenever I think of Supermarket Sweep that's what I think of and Kendra running around that store like I need another car and it just reminded me of Supermarket Sweep she, she might as well have had on one of those tacky ass sweaters that they used to, sweatshirts that they used to give them and I was like go for the diapers go for the ham go. <laughs> just, I want you guys I'm such an old lady I've been an old lady all my fucking life <laughs> I just want you guys to imagine me at eight years old, sitting on a couch with my auntie, guessing how much Tide cost, eating fig Newtons. <laughs> my aunt saying things like, "Ugh, life is so hard," you know, or she's like, "You know, you know when when my uh, menstruation comes, ugh, I am so stressed out," and I'd be sitting next to her, like, mm, "I'm stressed out too." <laughs> eating fucking Fig Newtons and, like... Oh, my fucking God. Ugh. Anyway. Off topic. So, after that, they go to the Voodoo lo- Lounge and, um, Kendra... is <laughs> having a great time in Vegas. She loves Vegas, okay? They're doing two days in Vegas, which is more than they normally do if half's not... It's one day if Hef's not there, but Hef's got two days... Hef is in and out. He wants to go home, just like me. Again... I don't have a lot in common with this predator, but we are both 80 years old. And so, so I want to fucking go home too. And so, um, Kendra says to him, I heard a rumor that you wanted to stay another night. And he's like, oh, you heard that rumor, huh? Well, I'm ready to go home. So that tells you about believing in rumors. The way he said it was like, bitch, don't try me. (laughs) Um, Roberto Cavalli meets them there. Um, he's the one who designed the updated bunny costume for the new club. And they keep telling, <laughs> they keep telling us who he is throughout the episode. They keep telling us who Roberto Cavalli is. And it feels like the way they keep explaining who he is. It feels like they just found out who he is. It feels like they just found out who he is. Someone had to tell them and that's why they keep telling us. And it's Bridget and Holly who keeps telling us because I bet you Kendra goes, I don't know who that is. No, maybe she didn't say that because the thing is, if Kendra said, I don't know who that is, they would have put it in the episode because they love it when Kendra looks stupid. And then Holly pronounces Christina Aguilera's name really weird. Like, this is the first time she's heard of her, too. It's, the whole fucking thing's weird. I'm gonna stop saying weird, though. Kendra tells Roberto Cavalli that Olive Garden is the best Italian restaurant. This is why Kendra's my girl. Kendra understands that OG is a vibe. It's a verb. It's a noun. It's a feeling. It's a mood. It's a lifestyle. I love Olive Garden. Um, I probably will never go back there again though because they just took the, uh, maybe it's because of the pandemic, but um, I went to order takeout there and they took off the stuffed chicken Marcello, which is an excellent fucking dish. Excellent. I mean, it's probably super easy to make. It doesn't, it doesn't sound, it doesn't seem hard, but it's the only thing I ever get there. And I can also get it at Cheesecake Factory, but it doesn't taste the same. It's, it's not the It. The way they make it is not the same. But yeah, Olive Garden. I Olive Garden is so important to me. (laughs) I used to go there all the time in my early twenties with certain friends, and like we just shortened it to OG. Like, do you OG? So, (laughs) and maybe before the pandemic, I was at Olive Garden with another friend and my oldest friend, the the one I've known for like, geez, it's twenty years at this point. Uh. I, I may have posted on Instagram or something. And I immediately got a text like, bitch, what are you doing at Olive Garden without me? <laughs> once we both lived in New York at the same time. And once we were so, we were just like, we really want to go to Olive Garden. We went to the fucking Olive Garden in Times Square. I don't know why we did it. I have never been to Times Square for any other reason. Except for that day, we both were like, we really just want to go to Olive Garden. We want to sit in Olive Garden, pretend like we're 21 years old and just fucking kiki and and pretend like the lives that we had was uncomp. we thought our lives were super complicated when we were 21 we thought our lives were so fucking complicated but when we were like 36 or whatever we would have killed to be those 21 year olds again no excuse me i'll never go back to being that age again You can't kill. You can't pay me. But we would have killed to have those same problems because the solutions are easy. I remember we lived in a house together, a little shitty house together, and it had no it didn't have um, air conditioning. And we didn't even go buy a window unit. You know why? Because we just assumed we couldn't afford them. It was years later that I was walking past like someplace selling air conditioners. And I was like, that's all they fucking cost? shit it's like we should have bought one what the fuck like we've lived together in three different states we've worked together in three different places not necessarily when we lived together in three different states we we've we known each other a long time i've been through a lot of fucking shit and she may not want to admit it now but i am listen I don't need, there's no reason for me to fake the funk. We definitely had, like, when we were living in New York, we definitely had, like, some, we were having some tough times, and the two of us were like, do you want to meet this Olive Garden in Times Square? (laughs) And we did it, and we did it, and we did not post it on Instagram because God knows we did not want to be known. We did not want anybody to know we were going there. Like I said, I have never been to Times Square for anything. Never. When people come to visit me in New York, I feel like I can't go to Times Square. What do you want? Go, you go. I'll give you directions and I'll meet you somewhere afterwards. This is the train you get on. I'm not going to Times Square. What for? What the fuck for? But we did it for all of them. We're such idiots. <laughs> anyway, um I will say that Holly and Bridget have the have the wherewithal to tell because Roberto Cavalli is like, "What is Olive Garden?" And they're like, "It's Italian fast food." And and he just laughs. He does invite them to stay at the, his mansion in Florence, which is super cute. Girls, you're never going because half is not going to Florence and he's not going to let you stay at a man's home in Florence. Even if he's an old man like him. Um they go to the premiere of the of the Playboy Club and Holly so At the premiere, premiere, there's going to be a fashion show. They're doing the 2006, so it's 2005, and the 2006 swimsuit line are coming out. And so they're doing a fashion show with that. Um, Guys, do you remember a show on Bravo? Fuck. There was a woman who used to make crochet bikinis. Do you guys know what the fuck I'm talking about? She used to be on a lot of... She was on The Hills at one point, too. She used to be on a lot of reality TV shows. And then she got her own show. And I believe it was on fucking Bravo. It had to be on Bravo. It couldn't have been on MTV. She was too old for MTV. And it was basically... She made crochet bikinis. And her business was like... Run, it was like Kel on Earth, but much, much smaller. If The bikinis were basically made by a man named like Cesar that worked on the back. And like, if at one point Cesar got sick or something like that and it fucked up the whole, like these are high end bikinis that they would sell everywhere. And like, they could not make any more bikinis. Also, she would say the word bikinis over and over and over again. <laughs> fuck if I can't remember her name. This has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. I just said the word bikinis and immediately saw her face. You guys know what the fuck I'm talking about, by the way. Um, so they're showing the designs for thousand six Playboy bikinis. Uh, by the way, Holly said that like things would happen where they would offer to let her design a line or something like that, and with the Playboy clothing and everything. And she would, you know, she did a couple of drawings, and then later she would find out they had no intention of paying her or or, or even putting her name, saying that she had designed them. And then, so she was like, I don't know. I'm not going to do it. Or either they cancel something like that. And then she'd find, like, the 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 clothes would come out and it would be her design. They'd, like, change one little thing. And, like, technically could they do that? But it's, like, bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, you're literally dating the man behind the fucking brand and they keep doing shit like this to you, lowballing you, refusing to pay you for stuff, refusing to give you credit for shit and stealing your design, like shit like that. Again, I'm not saying in the end it wasn't worth it. I wouldn't know who the fuck Holly was if it wasn't for this. I mean, she thinks I might have. She thinks she she probably would have gotten an acting gig or something eventually and maybe made her way up. But as it stands now, I wouldn't know who Holly was or Bridget or Kendra was. And I don't know that their lives would be would have landed in the same places without this. So maybe it was worth it, especially when you're broke and you needed the stuff anyway. But those little slights are really hard. I can imagine them stinging. It's like being killed by a thousand paper cuts or something like that. Um, so, they're, so they do those swimwear and then they do the bunny costume through the years and they ended with Roberto, Roberto Cavalli's design. And Holly's walking and she's going to wear the design and stuff. And she's really worried about going out there. She's feeling very like, she's worried about falling. Then half gets on the stage and she leads him around like a blind dog or some shit. Like he's the blind dog and she's the human. it's like, come on over here. I almost said one of my kids' names. (laughs) Come over here, Bobby or whatever the dog's name is. (laughs) So, so they walk off and it is obvious at this point that Bridget is jealous. Okay. Bridget is jealous because I don't know. It's one of those things that I think Bridget is a very jealous person. I said it before in the beginning when she was talking about how she used to try to get people drunk before their, for their shoots so that they don't get picked because she was jealous that she wasn't in the, in the magazine. I just the way she's talking about Holly and how she wishes she was up there but keeps adding on. But I'm very happy for Holly that she got this opportunity. I think Bridget and I also I'm not just gonna say Bridget and I also don't understand why all three girls couldn't be in something. Why not? You gotta, you, it's there's a ton of women on that stage. You could definitely have had um, Kendra and a well. Kendra won't wear the bunny suit. So Kendra could be in a swimsuit. Bridget could be in the bunny suit and then, or an older bunny suit. And then Holly could have been in the newer one, but it just goes to show that they are not given the same opportunities. They are not, um, they don't think of them as individuals that want to do things. They, they think, Oh, let's get one of the girlfriends to walk in the thing. Yeah. Holly, Holly's the main one. Come on, Holly. That's what they get. Um, and then at the end, they do a wrap up, uh, much like the housewives where they, I mean, I don't remember what they were talking about, like dreams or playboy or whatever. I don't remember it. Cause they did it over a montage of people dancing very badly and Bridget doing this lip as she dances. I mean, it was a lot. And Holly was on a, a platform, like a go-go dancer, the club dancing, but, but you could also tell she was terrified to fall off the fucking platform. So she's. Like dancing very stiffly. I don't know. Maybe that's how she dances. But I mean, but that is it. That is the season. That is the, that is Girls Next Door season one, and that is By Pumpkin season four. I hope you enjoyed it. I know for a lot of you guys, listening to this was hard because it is so gross. I mean, to be honest, everything we've watched is so gross. Flavor of Love, Breaking Bonaducci, even the Gotti Boys is so fucking gross. Um, but this was a little hard because of, you know, all it involves. And I thank you for sticking with me. Um, stay tuned next week. We're going to do a bonus episode on the main feed. Normally you main feed doesn't get bonus episodes. That's all on Patreon, but you guys are getting a, a bonus episode on the main feed next week. It is going to be Kendra on top. We're going to talk about this hank shit, <laughs> and that's probably gonna be gross too. But we're gonna get through it, and after that, we'll start our next season, a buy Bi- pumpkin, a buy Bi- pumpkin. Now, are you asking yourself, Princess, what season five a buy Bi- pumpkin gonna be about, girl? I don't know. I do not know. I should know by next week, okay? And I'll let you guys know as soon as I know. Okay, until then.